This is Afterbirth, the fourth and more postpartum support group brought to you by Preggers Can Be Choosers. In this podcast, we offer peer-to-peer support, not paid psychotherapy. We try to offer support and personal experiences over solutions. If you find yourself in need of more support, the Postpartum Support International or PSI Warm Line is 1-800-944-4773. You can also send a text message to 503-894-9453. English and Spanish options are available. If you'd like to join our conversation live, we meet every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Need a reminder? You can sign up for text alerts at www.preggers.rocks. Lastly, if you find this podcast helpful, please consider sponsoring this group for 99 cents a month. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family who may find it helpful too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. everybody this is rowan with preggers can be choosers heavy emphasis on the choosers by the way and we have a new logo i don't know if anybody's noticed that in the artwork that announces these uh podcasts but we have a new logo and it is cervical fluid i think bev talked about it the other day so i'm pretty pumped about that so give us a shout out or a big thumbs up or whatever on our cervical fluid logo i think it's maybe one of a kind and um, today we don't really have a topic. Um, I thought about talking about Lizzo and how great she is and body positivity and how her bodies change through pregnancy and postpartum and then um, later days postpartum, but we can talk about whatever we want to. And uh, that's what I know right now. All my kids are old. My youngest daughter is 29 and she's the biz. And uh, so I'm not struggling with any parenting issues that I know of right now. but. Um, I am struggling with um, just issues of being rowing, so I feel ready to chat about whatever we want to today, and that's what's going on over here. Hey guys, um, it's Tiffany. I live in Baltimore with my husband and two daughters. Um, Kindergartner Lily is five, and Willow just turned four, and we're just dealing with the regular fatigue. Willow still has the sniffles, so I'm trying to like not let that turn into anything serious. Um, yeah, just go with the flow. Hey, I'm Caitlin. I've got a two-year-old and a five-year-old that are on spring break, and day one was chaotic, and that was about it. I got nothing really to talk about today. Hey, it's Mama D. I'm here. And got three kids that are all now in the car, buckled in. Woohoo! Um, they are four, two, and about to be nine months. And I'm about to be six months pregnant. So that's cool. Um, I gotta tell you guys the more pregnant I am, the more I keep telling myself this is probably our last <laughs> week. I had talked about it, but I really, I don't know. It's hard to close that door, but at the same time, my body just feels like it's deteriorating. And I'm not quite sure if that's, well, because I'm stretching my uterus out four times and my body's carrying all this weight. Or if it's because I've had, I'm about to have four kids in five years. 
something that's just a lot of work on my body. And my body's like, F you, I need a vacation, which I get. Um, but I'm having like insane back pain, just kind of, kind of reminds me of like when I was in high school, cause I had really bad scoliosis issues and it almost got, to, and I was horseback riding. I was like a competitive rider. So I was horseback riding every day and it almost got to the point where like I couldn't walk, uh, without being in pain. And so we went to the rodeo, which was really fun. And you know, everyone's sick. Uh, <laughs> so we were like, yeah, let's go to the rodeo. Um, but yeah, it was fun. And we ended up staying there for quite a while, like six hours and six hours of walking just was too much. and It was stupid. And, um, I didn't even have like my support belt, which was another stupid thing. And I was just dying, <laughs> dying. But anyways, I'm okay now. So that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Well, you know, Mary and I just got back from that spinning babies aware practitioner thing. And it's all about fascia and movement and the big mantra there is that, you know, severe pain indicates imbalance in the body. And I know that you have a body worker, but I'd really like for you to come see Mary. I know it's a big fat pain in your ass because it's in the um, um, medical center. Sorry, my dog is barking. But um, I really want you to come see Mary and see if that can help. So like, this is what I'm going to get on your ass about like every two or three days. Cause I don't care if you don't want to come because the answer is you have to now. That's the only answer you can have. Okay. That's how it is. Um, and I'm probably going to edit this part out so that people aren't like afraid to join the support group. <laughs> well, maybe not. We're all laughing. I wanted to say that the people in this group right now, we've all become kind of friends and we love each other. And I, of course, you know, rep- um, I honor Mama D's boundaries if she was like, absolutely not. But Mary is a, an excellent body worker and I think it could help a lot. And it doesn't mean you have to see her every week, but it could be that you see her a couple of times and it helps tremendously. So I want that for you. So, um, and then spinning babies aware practitioner thing was really like, it was so good. Like it's a real narrow window of when I can learn deep on things and spinning babies totally delivered. And I'm going to die with those sunglasses. I'm going to need you to put a link in the chat box on where those sunglasses came from, because we all need a pair next week. We're all going to be showing up wearing our sunglasses <coughs> looking so good. So for those of you who can't see this, they like cover like two thirds of Mama D's face and they're reflective and they're glorious, slightly like a cross between a cat eye and a butterfly wing and they're delicious. So Caitlin, we're all going to be wearing Mama D's uh, uh, sunglasses next week. So she's going to give us a link where she found those because um, we need those. That I'm going to spend the next three hours um, looking for these online instead of looking at breach requirements in Houston. So, Okay. Um, so let's keep riffing on, um, bodies, if that sounds okay. Um, cause I think it's an important topic and, um, I see it a lot and cause bodies change, right? And Mama D's talking about how much her body's change and not able to, um, recover much, especially she had a large window between the, the three months and the, um, th- from when she delivered her, um, her son Idris to being pregnant now. So, all right. Well, who wants to start talking about bodies and pregnancy? So when I was pregnant with uh, Willow, um, I, I was my first serious spout of sciatica, and I didn't know how bad it could be or how disruptive it could make my like day-to-day, and my midwife told me to go see a chiropractor, 
And I was like, are you sure? But she said, go every week. And same thing, what Rowan said, my, I had like an imbalanced gait, which meant like my hips or the way that I walked was not um, level or balanced. And she had this um, table that had a hole in the middle so that I could lay on my stomach, which was probably the second best thing about going to that place every week was that I could lay on my stomach. And the first best thing was that she would give me an alignment, I think, but you know, she would turn my neck and crack my back and it was like the best thing. Um, I don't really think it really lasted the full week, but by the time my next appointment came around, like I could feel it and I was ready. Um, so if you have the means and you're able, I highly recommend some kind of body work, um, whatever, stretching, chiropractor, whatever fits or is recommended to you. If you can do it, definitely do it. And I still have sometimes spouts of the sciatic pain and I'll do a little bit of yoga or stretching or um, like hot pack and it helps. Um, I didn't go to the chiropractor with my first, and I think it was a huge misstep. Um, my midwife told me to go to the chiropractor, but did I listen the first time? Absolutely not. Um, even though she was a very, she was a very good midwife. She was part of my team for the second too. Um, I did see a chiropractor on for my seconds, um, and we went. I think we started every other week, and then towards the end, I went every week. Um, and if I needed to, I'd go twice a week, like in the last few weeks of my pregnancy, I think. I don't remember um, the exact schedule anymore. Um, but then also with my first, we also did uh, acupuncture. And that was surprisingly helpful also. Um, I mean, it kicked me into labor a couple of times. Um, though that's what we were aiming for. Um, but it helped do a bunch of other things, too, that um, is hard to explain, I guess. Um, but yeah, I also highly recommend a chiropractor. I still take my kids um, and myself twice a week. Um, it is covered under our HSA account. So um, a lot of people don't realize that chiropractors can actually be considered um, medical treatment and preventative treatment that is covered under HSA guidelines. Um, so that is how we are able to afford it is because we're already essentially um, prepaying that for our medical care. Um, yeah. Oh, and then also um, binding uh, during pregnancy was also really helpful, like the belly bind. Um, because with the bank on belly bind, you can do it to the side and like scatter your knots so that it um, redist helps redistribute weight. And so that was helpful with second pregnancy later on as well. So I'm driving. I'm sorry if I cut out, but I really wanted to get on because I don't think I've been on for like two weeks with you guys. Um, Hey y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. 
getting back to our real talk after birth style. But I, so I have scoliosis and my spine looks like an S it's called like, it's called double major scoliosis. It kind of sounds worse than what it is, or at least for me, it is my, my curves are like that bad, like severe where I need surgery. My brother got surgery for scoliosis, but, um, fine. I have an S curve at the top of my, between my shoulder blades and then at the bottom. Um, so I've been like seeing chiropractors a lot through my life. I didn't see one with my first pregnancy in New York. I really didn't have any pain. I was doing great. I loved my pregnancy. <laughs> um, with my second, I saw a chiropractor and it kind of took me a while to find a good chiropractor. Um, you know, I even saw, I saw like three chiropractors that were all Webster certified. Um, and it's, I don't know, I, I guess it's like a very, you know, I mean, I don't, maybe it's kind of like finding a midwife, right? You got to just find someone you click with and that they just get you and get your body and they do everything great the first time. Um, and then you go back for more relief. Uh, so it wasn't until like later in my pregnancy that I actually joined the joint, which is that, uh, you know, chain chiropractic thing. And I found a doctor, her name is Dr. Fatima and she is amazing. She just gets it and she pushes my body to where it's annoying at first. And it's kind of like digging in that knot and you're like, Oh my God, that's so painful. Please stop. But then I find relief. Like the next day I'm like totally 100% back to normal. Um, and so she gets it. I, I only go to that location for her. <laughs> I won't go to like see other people because they've got other doctors at the joints and I've tried other doctors and they just don't do the same as she does. So I feel like, yeah, finding like a chiropractor that really works with you, it's kind of like finding a physical therapist or a massage therapist that just like gets your body and can get the job done. Um, and so I saw her for my second and my third babies. I'm seeing her with my fourth. It's, but it's a lot harder now to get into the chiropractor. I think because I've just got such a bigger posse that I'm like, ah, I got to get all the kids in the car and everyone's going to go. And you know, I try to wait for my husband to come back home so that I can quickly run off there. But usually by that time, I'm just tired and want to lay on the floor. Um, and so, yeah. And the other thing that kind of is funny and sucks at the same time is my husband had been dealing with a, or he's still dealing with it, but it's not as bad. He was dealing with like a herniated disc. And so like, it was like a year of pain and figuring out and trying different physical therapists and going for this and going for that and da, 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 And he finally figured out what worked for him and he started to feel a lot better. And so now that I'm having like discomfort in my spine, he's like telling me what to do and like giving me, trying to give me, you know, stretches and things and which I really appreciate. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't think I have a herniated disc. I think it's just I'm pregnant and I'm carrying a baby and my body is effed up. Um, but yeah, so I have my little at home expert in the corner, <laughs> so, um, which can be good and annoying. Um, and yes, bone combining is really great. I actually did that the other day, um, after I got home from the rodeo and my body felt a lot better. Um, so 
that's why I always tell like moms, I'm like, yeah, you can keep this thing forever. You can use it for all kinds of things. But yeah. Y'all have to tell on myself at the last birth fair, which is an event here in Houston, Texas, um, which is where Preggers Can Be Choosers is located. And it's the first Saturday of the month in October, which I don't even know if it's going to happen this year, but every year Pat Jones, who is the midwife who organizes it and puts it all together, says it's going to be the last year and then every year we have one more. But um, so it's interesting because Pat Jones has always been very supportive of, um, like, she just doesn't care, queer, black, whatever. She's just always looking to address holes in um, where folks are being taken care of. And I appreciate that about her. Um, so she had me, she wanted me to host an LGBT, LGBTQ, queer, TIA, queer, you know, queer table. And then we also had a table with preggers can be choosers. So we just put the tables next to each other, right? So then what happened is that I'm the only out midwife in Houston. There's other midwives who are queer, but they're not out. So, um, and some of them are real shitty to me so that nobody, you know, guilt by association. And then some are like, hey, Rowan, I'm just on the DL. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I'm sitting at this queer table and um, other folks are coming up saying, asking if they can put their, you know, brochures and stuff on a queer table because they feel like they're queer friendly. And I'm like, oh, sure, that's cool. What, what class or education did you take or whatever? And they're like, well, I just don't see queer just like I don't see color. And I'm like, eh, you know, like you don't get to declare competency just because you're not a racist or a homophobe, you know? Um, and just like, just because I'm queer doesn't mean I'm like, you know, 100% queer friendly as a provider. So I've gone and taken my own education and stuff too. Anyway, so these two chiropractors come up and um, I know them and one I didn't have a great interaction with and the other is like gay all day long. Like she just like screams queer, you know, like she's kind of dykey looking, looks like she works with horses, you know, that type of lesbian. And I'm like, hey, like immediately I was like, hey, what's up, sister? And then I had to have a self-chat. Do I really like this person? Or am I just attracted to the fact that they're a chiropractor? So it's not an issue because she is in fact married. So that's good. I can just go ahead and shut that door and not have to worry about myself. But it was a very insightful moment. Perhaps I should just go to the chiropractor instead of like shopping to date one. Because you know what? As a massage therapist midwife, like, you know who doesn't get a massage? People in my life who need a massage. So... Anyway, just wanted to tell myself about that. And I do, in fact, need to go to the chiropractor. So um, I can just probably, you know, and I have lots of chiropractor friends. So I'm like, could you just work on this neck thing? You know, like, what does it cost to just have you do this? I'm happy to pay. I'm happy to pay. No problems. So um, I was thinking about with the binding. So folks who, like, so Momadi, when you wear a belt, are you wearing just a baking bind? Or what are kind of belt are we talking about here? And has anybody tried any of the taping? Let's talk about that after Mamadi checks in about the belt. So yeah, my belt is just like a support belt that goes under my belly and around my back. Um, the bone combined, I really wear it if I need more, like if I feel like I need more hip support and like back, like bottom back support. So it covers like my tailbone area um, because that goes, the bone combined goes like, you know, pretty much right above where your butt cheeks start and then goes up. And for me, that's more of like a day in, you know, when I'm not being active and running around, because what tends to happen with my belly is that things just start to ride up. So, and I really shouldn't be being active if my lower back is really hurting me like that. So it's uh, at home, you know, I'm doing, my things there with the bind. 
Got it. Got it. Yeah, for Caitlin. Belly binding or taping ever? Like I said, I did the bank on bind, and then um, you just stack your knots. Instead of all up the center, you stack them off to the side um, so that they're, it helps to redistribute the weight, but not, um, you're not binding your belly in. You're trying to bind it just to change weight distribution. I did that with Atlas, um, but not with Skylar. And then used it postpartum for both. I don't really have any experience with any kind of binding or belly binding or anything. Um, I wanted to after Willow, but I just didn't really know where to turn and didn't really follow through with my midwife on that. So kind of like missed the boat on that one. Um, but I would like to talk about kind of like post-pregnancy mom bod, which is kind of what I'm experiencing now like I feel like you know Willow's four so um you know I've been this this body is pretty much I feel like here to stay but I'm experiencing like dissatisfaction with the way that things are working or looking and the self-love is like I don't know, floating where it's like, it's not concrete. And I feel like I want to change my body or the way that I look. But like, I almost, I'm not um, disciplined enough to do it in an like exercise way. So I'm like finding different ways to change or look different by doing my hair different or um, I have stretched earlobes. So I was thinking about stretching them bigger and, you know, this desire to want to get tattoos, things like that, to change the way that I look in a way that I like. Um, so I'm kind of like stuck in this place where I don't like what I'm seeing, but I want to change. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Are uh, you wanting? I'm sorry. Uh, you mentioned hooping. I, I really haven't been that much. Um, I've brought the hoops to a, a couple of parties, picnics, and hooped a little bit, like, to show people how to do it or, you know, to get the kids involved, but it doesn't... Um, I haven't found a good spot outside to do it here. Um, there's a lot of hills and a lot of roads that lead to large parking lots. So it's not too hoop friend friendly. I'd have to travel somewhere else to do it, I feel like. Um, and some of it is just like a lack of motivation uh, or like I said, a lack of discipline. Um, I did the Mama Strong for maybe a month or two. And I am a lifetime member, so I know that I can do that anytime. But I think that because, because I'm a lifetime member, it's always like on the back burner, where when I was doing it, I did feel strong. And I didn't really care what I looked like because I felt stronger. And I didn't have these hangups on 
looks or, you know, I just went with the feeling of strength and like the community from that space. I'm kind of doing the same thing. Um, like I bought a treadmill and I just don't have the hours to even do it because if I'm home, my husband wants me to be working on my business. Um, and I only have five out, five consecutive hours to do that each day when the kids are in school um, because of drive time. So I'm like, okay, so if I want to walk for like walk or use the treadmill for 30 minutes, like that's 30 minutes less and pop more like 45 minutes of like gearing up to do that that then is not spent on my business. And it's really frustrating. Um, to help me remember um, why I want to change certain things, I actually just set a reminder on my phone um, that things every day and it's like, here's my why. Like that's, I put it as my why, that's my reminder. Um, and it's coming up with like, you know, I, um, I just put a list of all the things that I, why I want to change this. Um, so yeah, that that's starting to help too, because it shows up at eight o'clock in the morning, like right as I would be going to want to go to Starbucks or want to go pick up food or whatever. Um, and you can make as many of those as you want. If you need, you know, 10 reminders a day, great. Like it just pings on your phone and it's been, that's been help, helping. So, I know like mom body and my college body is a lot different, but when I was in college, uh, and I was like 22, cause I was, I wasn't in college for regular four years. I stayed longer cause I changed my whatever, whatever. Anyways, I did like a, a diet, but it wasn't a diet. It was just clean eating. I just stopped eating out and I started eating more chicken, fish, tofu, um, I stuck to this regimen and like, I got like one cheat day. I've made a bunch of smoothies, got my vegetables in because I hate eating smoothies. Okay. Looks like we lost Momadi or she's in a, you know, zone where, because we could hear a little bit. I can still hear even though my mic's off. Are you the same for you guys? Okay. It's kind of weird. We'll just keep going forward. So, um, I just, a couple of thoughts I'm having, um, and I'm not here to like have everybody's answer or whatever. I'm just throwing ideas out is that business development doesn't always have to be sitting at your um, desk, right? So if there's a podcast you wanted to listen to or something like that, right? You could listen to that while you're walking or um, there's some other business development way that you could be, I don't know. I just think there's a, a jive to it that doesn't mean you just have to be at your sewing machine. Um, so there's that thought. And um, Tiff, um, one thing that I started doing, because I try and do Mama Strong every day, just a five-minute hack, that counts. And, um, but they send out these emails every day. Do you get those emails? And at the bottom of the email, it says log on. So sometimes I just count it if I read the email every day. That's enough. And then if I'm inspired enough to log on by the email, then I will. And I can do a five-minute hack. But I talked to Courtney, and she says she's trying to get whoever composes the emails to um, put a five minute hack at the bottom of the email. Cause then she feels like people would really, you know, like that's a good place to start. And I was like, yes, do that, do that. Um, because I too am a lifetime member of Mama Strong because of my relationship with Courtney. And um, 
same thing. I feel like it's always going to be there, but I know when I do it, I'm like, I can carry this birth pool better, or I can lean over in this birth to, you know, like it makes a difference so quickly. Right. And it takes the focus off how you look to how you feel, which I think is even like better. So I had a question, um, Tiffany, do um, you want to get tattoos and like do something to kind of mark yourself as other, like you've gone through this doorway of parenthood or motherhood and like you coming out the other side of postpartum depression and these types of things. Is that part of the wanting to mark yourself with the tattoos or the bigger ears or I don't know, you have orange vivids in a while in your hair. So like, is that part of it? So I wanted to just throw that question out to you. I think more of it is that like wanting to be able to control what I can change. Mm -hmm. So like getting a tattoo or coloring my hair or stretching my ears. Those are things that I can do right now where like I can't like, you know, make my arms smaller, (laughs) you know, within a week or, you know, lose 20 pounds in a week or whatever, because I just feel so, I don't know, like blah. And I don't, I don't like the changes that I'm having to go through, like extra sweatiness in the folds (laughs) and like those types of things. Um, it's more of like inconvenience or things that I think are like kind of like body gross to me, which I'm things that I've never had to deal with before from whatever gaining weight or having extra skin, things like that. Um, and part of my hurdle with being active is Willow. She gets upset, like cries when I do yoga. And I've mentioned going to the, um, the office, the apartment office has one of those little gyms or whatever that you can go to whenever you want. And I'm like, Oh, let's mommy's going to wants to walk on the treadmill, you know, tomorrow or in a couple of days. And she says, no, no, you can't do that. We're not doing that. Like she is a literal hurdle. So I feel like it's almost like it has to be private time for me to do that separate away from everyone else um and i think that some of it is also that i don't want to be working out in front of them in front of barry or my kids um and that's just like another personal struggle that i have but a lot of it has to do with the reactions of willow because she's still at home during the day and I, ideally, I would like to work out before, you know, as soon as I get up, work out kind of thing, which is, that's where the lack of discipline comes in. Because if I push it off to later in the day, Willow is offended. And I'm not quite sure, like, where that stems from or really what to do about that. There was this hilarious thread one time in the Facebook group that goes with Mama Strong of like spouses' reactions to people doing, you know, their Mama Strong or whatever. And one thing Flash, um, Courtney talks about is if there's a flashlight in your vagina, like where's the light shining and stuff. And like a lot of husbands are like, show me that flashlight, you know. <laughs> Somebody was like, that's how I got pregnant the second time, being lured in by sexy flashlight. <laughs> Oh, anyway. 
Well, I just throw that out. The first thing in the morning, read the email and then throw your stuff out. And, or not, you know, reading the email counts. That's it. Reading the email counts as mom strong to me. You know, and sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to do my hack. And sometimes not. So, does anybody else have kids that have extreme reactions when they um, start to do any type of fitness? They don't cry, but they try and get on the treadmill. And that is uh, very much counterproductive. Um, and then because they were like, oh, I can do one. Then they were like, oh, I could obviously do 10. And then they hit the 10 button and they fly off and it happened. And Skylar, you know, like skinned his arm because he, he was like, I could totally do this. And like, he doesn't understand, right? So like you turn your back to go to the bathroom and all of a sudden your son went from hitting one to hitting 10. And now, you know, you're dealing with all of that. Um, so they are interested in doing it, but you can't do it together if you only have one. And that's part of it too, is like, I could teach them that part of physical education, right? Cause that's something I want them to, to know and to learn. Um, but yeah, like sometimes it's just, we have to get out and walk our property instead, or, um, I don't know. It, it gets hard and frustrating because the way you want to do it is not the way that is always conducive to doing it with children in tow. And so I have had to get more creative in how we do those things. Just like with every other goddamn piece of parenting, it's like it can't be easy. You got to make a fucking game out of it to get your shit done. And I'm not fucking Mary Poppins. God damn it. I don't want to sing one more. Let's clean up. What about Mrs. Frizzle song? I just want to like, you just pick your shit up. You drag it out and put it back up. Otherwise, I'm going to throw in this trash bag here and we're going to take it to donate. And I used to tell Rose that all the time. Like, this is going in a box for people who don't have much. And so, and so then I had this huge box and we we're going through all this shit in her closet one time. She was like four or five. And so we would do this thing where she had to say release when she let go of something. And I was like, um, do you want to say uh, we're witches? So I was like, do you want to say release? And she goes, oh, you only have to say that when you um, still want it. If you don't want it anymore, you don't have to say release. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, great. You just decide. But it's the same thing. Why does everything have to be a game? And can we just pick our shit up? Okay, thanks. Could you just give me a little bit of room here? Okay, thanks. Well, parenting, yeah. And yeah, also mad props to the husbands who really don't give two shits. Like... We're over here, oh, what about this? Oh, what about that? And I don't know, Barry's the same way as Mama D's husband. Like, I love you. <laughs> we made these two children. Look what we did. You're awesome. So it's nice to have like those confidence boosts every now and then telling me, oh, you look beautiful. You're sexy. Or, you know, first thing in the morning, like, I love you, whatever. It feels good. And it's sometimes is very 
odd because I'll hear those things and then immediately the negative talk comes right back. So um, I think some of it for me is the self-acceptance and the self-love just needs to seep in a little deeper and stay a little longer. So there's this book called The Power of Habit. Um, if you haven't read it, that's a great one. And it explains um, why we have certain habits and why it's so much easier to uh, go back to bad habits than it is to um, change them. And it's actually easier to make new habits versus um, change habits. And so that's also been insightful instead of going, oh, I'm going to change what I do here. It's um, you either replace it with something else. And he talks very much about like um, 12 the 12 step stuff and why um, AA is like one of the most uh, successful um, habit changing systems. Um, anyway, it's, it was a really interesting read. Um, to help me understand how I can make certain changes um, so that I am more reliant on things that are just ingrained daily. Um, I don't know where, I, I just highly recommend that book um, for people who are trying to make changes, whatever they are, so that you can change your habits and understand the science of like why some things might work and others might not. Y'all know I'm in that group that um, it's called the work gym and it's like these like crazy nuts who are like super hyper productive on all this stuff. And so we talk about habits a lot and um, they're productivity coaches and it's really a fun group. I was in it this morning. Um, but when I talk about it to other people, they're like, this is nuts, this group that you're in. But anyway, shout out to the work gym. But um, they talk about habits too and um, like where if you do a small habit change and then build on it. So that's kind of like for me reading the Mama Strong email. And then like that's the first step in this goal. And then the next is being able to, um, you know, push that login button and do a five minute hack. And if there was a five minute hack already on the email, I would probably do that every day just because of the lack of friction and how easy it was. But yeah. And I also do like half ass yoga every day at eight o'clock, 8 p.m. Like Blythe and I do some, Dr. Blythe and I do some type of, yoga and sometimes it's like okay I'm just sitting here on the sofa breathing moving my arms okay that's my yoga for the moment but like that's my built-in habit that eight o'clock I'm gonna do yoga every night at some f sort of fashion oh can you all hear that when the chickens just laid an egg she's losing her mind in the background <laughs> it's fun um okay so one thing that about body acceptance right like um one time this guy posted on uh Facebook I think was that he heard a Lizzo song and he didn't really understand why it, you know, what the big deal was. And I said, you know what, it's not for you. Um, here's um, a fat black woman and uh, you know, who paid the flute. Well, I guess I said a fat black girl who played the flute and never felt accepted and was living out of her car and wanted to be a rap star. And then now she's famous and she's um, still big and black and fat and loves herself and plays the flute and, doesn't really care what you think. And so um, the song's not for you. It's an anthem for the rest of us. And so he deleted the whole thing, the whole comment, the whole thread, you know, but something about Lizzo and her joyfulness of loving 
herself and just getting out there and all the, you know, the shame, the um, health concern trolls of like, well, I'm just worried about here. Really? Because I don't know that I could do an hour and a half concert and play the flute and run around and dance and stuff, you know, fat or not fat. So um, I just really appreciate Lizzo for um, being who she is unapologetically and having, you know, kind of fun. And I know she has as effervescent as she is, she also has some really deep lows. And so I just appreciate, you know, her enjoying her beautiful skin and her hair and who she is and playing her, you know, kind of nerd girl flute and just really rocking it, right? Um, I watched this video. Have you guys heard the song Tempo? Um, Tempos is for big girls and it's like so great. And she makes this video. It's fantastic. So I was watching um, when people like there's this whole genre on YouTube of people who will like watch a video for the first time and like comment. And every person, like there was only one dude who was like, well, I don't know about her because she's kind of fat and you know, I'm worried about her health. You don't give a shit about her health. Come on. You're just saying that. But everybody else was like, Oh shit, look at her. She's fantastic. So um, if you haven't watched the um, Lizzo tempo video, I highly suggest it because it is the best. Um, but I just wanted to give a shout out to Lizzo, who's also a Houston girl. She lives in Houston and went to U of H. Um, is Tempo the one with um, uh, uh, Missy Elliott? Yes. 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 It's really good. Yeah. Did you Did you see it, Mama D? I don't think is is that the one where she's like outside the gas station or outside like the fast food place dancing with all these women. Yeah, it's a Waffle House or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I have seen it. Yeah, it's great. The song's great. All her songs are great. I love it. My husband doesn't like her, and I'm like, yeah, because you're not a woman, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) And she's playing the rodeo on Friday. I know, and I really wanted to go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Good for her. Good for her. I'm so excited. So I think that seeing ourselves represented, like your mom bod or... um, wherever oh i wanted to say also that with mama strong there was a compilation of everybody doing mama strong that somebody put together there's like four minutes of all these different body shapes sizes um like all these different people doing mama strong and um there were women who were covered um mama d who like had their hair covered because one of them is my client so i had her do it and send it in and um it just was really fantastic so um, I do want to say that Mama Strong, and I know, you know, you guys know I'm in a relationship with Courtney, but, um, you know, Courtney's body does not look like Courtney's body because of Mama Strong, um, except for her butt. It got a little bit more butt-shaped because she started doing the butt activation stuff, but Courtney just is, you know, has Gwyneth Paltrow's slender white lady jeans, you know, she was a ballet dancer and stuff, so everybody who does Mama Strong will not automatically be real thin with long blonde hair, but um, what it does do is meet you where you are, so I do always um, see suggest that um there's one more thing i wanted to bring up oh i know it's for you mama d that um i got called to a birth last week where jackie griggs who's a local midwife here in houston was like hey i'm headed back from beaumont it's raining like hell somebody's in labor can you go over and check on them and see where they're at and just listen to the baby and i was like okay sure. yeah latina was there right and i was just laying on my sofa crying about my dead cat and my dead mother so i was like sure give me something to do right so I got my little bags together and put my black scrub top on and went over there. And um, Latina was there. And I was not aware of this model. So I'd never met this patient before. And neither had Latina, who is in um, the doula group with Adila, Mama D. So um, 
I got there and I'd never met a model of care where apparently you had done the interview and she just hired you for labor support or hired your organization for labor support. So Latina Baxter and I, who I think is great, who I'm also trying to convince into being a midwife, by the way, um, Latina Baxter and I showed up at the same time and Latina just automatically went into excellent and amazing doula care. And then I went into midwifery model care where I was listening to the baby and taking her vital signs and, um, She'd had a traumatic first birth, but um, and was but she'd had a vaginal birth in hospital, so now she's having her second birth at home. And she was real concerned and didn't know a lot of things. Like um, she thought she was bleeding a bunch, and so I just had her show me when she went pee. You know, showed me the toilet paper after she dried herself, and it was like consistent with cervical change. It wasn't anything like scary or whatever. But she didn't know that, right? So we were just talking to her, and it was really good. And I just. One thought it was a really neat model of care that you had done the intake and just whoever was on call apparently that week or that day would go in and do the labor support. And then, um, yeah, um, I just thought it was neat that I would just walked in. I was like, oh, I'm your midwife, you know, and she's like, great. I'm so glad you're here. And then I said, um, I don't know if I'll, she was still pretty early labor. So I was like, I don't know that I'll be able to come back because I have things going on tomorrow. Um, and she was like, well, I'm just so glad you were here. Thank you so much. And it just showed me that um, selling the midwifery model of care and the doula model of care, as opposed to I'm the doula for you or I'm the midwife for you, was really super great in that moment. And I really appreciated that. Okay, so Mama D, catch me up a little bit on what you heard or what you thought about that. Um, yeah, so the that's like called our labor only package. And it's like for moms who don't really need that face-to-face support or they don't want it. Um, and so Latina and I like tag team, we did like our prenatals with her, just like FaceTime, kind of talked about, you know, getting ready for a home birth and, you know, talked about all those kind of stuff that you would normally guess talk about a prenatal. And, uh, and then, so we were on call and I was going to actually change out with Latina in the morning because she had like a meeting. So I was supposed to go in and, and, and then when she told me, she was like, Hey, I'm going in tonight and Oh, Rowan's here. And I'm like, oh man like I want to be there like can we switch out like I want to switch out and be with this Rowan and see her in action um and but yeah she you know she had that baby at like 4 a.m because I got the text message because I was going to go in at like I think six or seven and she was still in labor um hold on one second baby and then it's funny because that next or 4 a.m I ended up going to another home another birth which was my first home birth seeing as a doula with patty and that's always interesting because so and i think i probably would have been the same way with you rowan just because i know you like i feel like i know you really well and so with patty like i was actually really nervous as a doula kind of like trying to find my spot i don't know because i think because like i i just like i want to i don't want to disappoint you know because i'm like i have i respect her i love her just like i respect and love you and it would be like, you know, oh, I mean, at the end, she, you know, a couple of days later, she checked in on me and she was like, you were great. You were awesome. I'm like, oh, thank God you, you thought that because I was kind of nervous. But anyways, I'm glad that the birth worked out because it sounded like a fun one. I think with, you know, doulas in general, I'm just happy that they're there because with the midwifery model of care, like there's a lot of paperwork and I have to have my eyes on stuff a lot like you know and have the big picture going on a lot and so sometimes I'm not able to be as emotionally intimate with a client as I'd like or patient in that moment so having the doulas be there and then also if I have an idea like I'll share it with a doula hey could you help this or this is why I'm thinking this might be important or something so um 
I'm just always happy when doulas are there. So that's the part. Okay, my loves, we're at noon. Does anybody else have anything they want to say about a mom bod or any goals for next week or anything we want to talk about next week? One last quick story. Um, when I was in college, I told my mom that I wanted like a pretty bra. Um, and she's like, who are you going to wear a pretty bra for? And I was like, for myself. She's like, and she had, and after that, she never bought herself an ugly bra again because sometimes it's okay to buy yourself something that only makes you feel good. And if somebody else gets joy from it, great. But the whole point is that it's okay for you to get joy from it and to feel pretty and to do those things for yourself. That's all. I feel pretty, witty, and gay. All right, you guys are the best. I'm glad that we get to see each other every week. Um, we're growing. We're working on growing our uh, group here. I know um, it's picking up, actually, the people who are listening, the amount, so that's interesting. But I appreciate you guys, and uh, let's unmute ourselves and tell each other that we love each other, and I'll see you in oh, next, next week because we're weekly now. All right? One, two, three, unmute. Love, love you guys. Love you guys. Yes. See you next week. Bye. See you next week. Love yes. Are you wanting to join in the conversation but keep missing us live? Then sign up for text reminders at www.preggers.rocks. That's www.preggers.rocks. And we'll see you Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time.